James Hamilton for MMA UK. Uh, joined in DL Park by Chris Bungard. Uh, Chris has got a massive fight coming up and that's in Dublin and that's in Bellator 240 on the 22nd. Uh, massive opportunity. You've been calling for a, for an American and <laughs> oh. you, you've got the got the former champ Rent Primus. Uh, balls, so, balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the interesting thing is Tell us a wee bit about when you got the call for the fight, because you weren't just sitting in the house chilling out, you were, no. you were out exploring the world. Uh, I was actually in the back of a camel in the Sahara Desert in um, Tunisia. This is a true story, no joke. Actually on the back. Try to take my phone out, take some videos, some pictures as you would do. Um, nothing but sand. Got the old data roaming on, 120 quid per five minutes. Mm -hmm. I'll fuck my WhatsApp on and see what we've got. Um, Jude Samuel. Um, Bellator matchmaker, dude that changed my life. Um, Queerly's out injured, do you fancy fighting Brent? And I'm like, I'm in Tunisia, but I'll ask Brian, I'll ask my coach, mm -hmm. and I'll get you back to you. Uh, is that cool? And I messaged Brian, exact same thing. Um, and he says his, his exact words were, why wouldn't we? So Aye. that alone is good enough for me. Uh, and here we are, like a couple of days away, really. Well, a week, so be a, week, aye, a week tomorrow, would yeah, it not be? A week, week tomorrow. tomorrow. Aye, so I guess that's it, isn't it? It's, are you looking at this as sort of a win-win scenario? It's maybe a, know the fight you were expecting to get, and when the opportunity comes up, it's, it's just one you can't, can't say no to, really? Aye, pretty much. A lot of people say, no, it's a win-win, but I st I'm still going in there to win. Mm -hmm. That's all my focus is on beating this guy. Um, it's my first fight in my new contract, which I received the week after my last fight. Um, that I kept on uh, on a down low for a bit there, but mm -hmm. obviously I can speak about it now. But yeah, I'm, I'm going in to win my, fir my first fight, my new contract against the former champ, elite level guy. You know what I mean? He's he's one of the best in the world. Um, he's good everywhere. And where does that put me? I know where it puts me. I know what I'll be, I'll be asking for if I beat Brent next week, and it's mm -hmm. uh, obviously the title shot against Pitbull. Like, yeah, this is only my fourth fight and the company a week over a year and I'm headlining like one uh, a numbered uh, card, you know what I mean? So and that obviously speaks volumes to you, not just your fighting ability in the cage, but obviously my balls taking the fight first and foremost and obviously your market ability because maybe that's a side of the, the fight game some younger fighters don't pay attention to it's it is a side you've you've been very good at, and it's it is an important part of the game. Would you? Would you Aye, of that? course. And uh, I remember a certain person saying you don't have to be allowed to be heard, mm -hmm. which is bullshit. Aye. <laughs> it's because uh, you do, especially in in the fight business, whether it be at boxing, mixed martial arts stuff like that. Like the loudest, the most flamboyant, mm -hmm. charismatic. They're the they're the ones people come to see. They're yep. the ones that make the most money. Just as, uh, so to say. Um, so I, being out there in your social media, and I mean, I, I've got all my own sponsors myself. Do all my social media myself. I've I've built my own my own name up myself. Know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody's helped me with it. So maybe I need a wee bit of help with LPR sometimes because I say some dodgy shit sometimes. <laughs> but I think that's that's part of my character. And I think if I, you change that, you start at tweaking stuff like that, then it, then it would be like a fake person to me. So. Ones, that's what got you. That's, that's sort of been that way, got you to where you're at the now. So, obviously, why change something that's working for you? That's it. And even as an amateur, I took all the hard fights as well. And 
So nothing's changed really, uh, and the, you need to take these these risks, high, mm. big risks, high rewards, so to say. Um, I mean, I took it with, with my first fight in Bellator against a, a former world champion in Terry Brazier, underdog. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't mind being underdog. I know the bigger the occasion, sometimes that I rise to it. Yeah. So um, I think I'm born to be a headliner. I honestly do. I've headlined every show I've been on. In Scotland and Britain, mm-hmm. and it's quite fitting that it's in Dublin. Not mean the place that I love yeah, uh, for many different reasons, but um, and the, the, the fans are brilliant out there. Like they've just announced a new UFC there. The last time it was there like six years ago, five years ago, and the atmosphere was crazy. I cornered Paul and Bama, Dublin Free Arena to against Karen Moore. Great night as well. Seeing Bill Burn Free Arena also a great night. So this will be my third time in the arena and. And hopefully I'm, I'm shocking the world um, as I've done before. And that other thing as well, it's a it's a headline sport. It's going to be on Sky Sports, which we'll get into in a wee minute about <laughs> about that. So, uh, <laughs> but is there a part of you as well that you get an opportunity to get in there and test your skills against yes. former champion? Is that a big part as that's, well? You get to see exactly where you are. That's that's that was the main the main reason I accepted the fight. I don't mm-hmm. think if it was anybody else, I wouldn't have probably done it. Well, if it was a headliner, maybe I. Um, but Brent's, I, I want to feel this clinch, I want to feel this ground game, the elite level, I'm like, mm, this, this guy's nah, no far off me, or fuck, I'm winning this fight, this guy sh- ain't shit, or I can hang with these guys, mm-hmm. albeit there's a couple of weeks notice I get that, but mm-hmm. I'd have liked a full fight camp and like certain other things, but as, as you say, it's on you need to jump it and let's just see how good he is, but I don't yeah. want... If it doesn't go my way, people say, "Ah, you only took it a couple of weeks' notice." So, like, I'm still putting the work in, and now <laughs> we'll get on to another thing in a, in a wee minute. But I'm just got to be best prepared as possible. I'm got to take it to him. I'm got to make it ugly. Just try and cut him up and try and finish him. Um, right. If it goes to three rounds, which it might, um, so be it. Is there a part there as well? You don't want any built-in excuses with the accepting the fight short notice. You've accepted the fight. You understand. Yeah, you course. understand it's short notice. So. Same if I didn't make weight, then people like mm-hmm. nobody should ever accept a fight if they're not going to make weight. Yeah. And no matter, no matter how, if it, if it's so close, then you should change your weight. Not mean yeah. like change to a catch weight. I didn't do that. It was lightweight. Go for lightweight. Um, same. Like I don't fill in to pull out. You know aye, what I mean? Aye. I'm not that guy. I, I'm not saving this guy's fight just to pull out even closer to the fight, whether I'm injured or I'm not feeling 100. So I'll be there. And I'll be on weight, so... And, and with regards to Brent Primus himself, obviously the last time we seen him out was in uh, was Birmingham uh, against Tim Wilde, and it was, a, it was a relatively short fight. He, had, he finished him with a, with a go-go oh, plan. I'm assuming yeah. you've you've maybe Brent, Brent Primus somebody you've looked at before. Do you see any areas where you feel you can, you've the advantage over Brent? Um, oh, that's a tough question, because he's pretty good everywhere. Mm. He looks mentally tough, looks very strong, conditioned. He might be cheating, who knows? <laughs> um, know what I mean? The guy's in sick shape. Aye. He's a black belt. Gogo Platters, I mean, that happened once every 10 years, know what I mean? I think Nick Diaz was the last one I, I can remember. Aye, it was. Um, and I think he just caught Tim by surprise with that. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't really a drop, he kind of pushed him, kind of. He was happy to go his guard because he's got a good guard. But, know what I mean? I can be born in there. That'll just nullify it, uh, my defence and his. Submission game. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to lie in there and let him 
try and work away for Robert Gardner, but he's very dangerous uh, on the ground. He's a good wrestler. He's not the best striker. We're going to maybe have a wee bit of an edge, but everything he throws, whether it be punches or kicks, it's heavy. It's heavy. Um, so <laughs> I'm expecting a bit of everything. And, and um, I wouldn't have accept, accepted the fight if I didn't think I could beat this guy. So that's pretty simple. Are you expecting this then? Obviously, uh, we know obviously with the chat regards to Charlie Leary fight, there was yes. a lot of lessons learned in that one. But would you then say that this this fight coming up against Bright Prime, are you expecting this to be our most technically difficult fight in the in the cage so far? Um, aye, probably, probably. The lady fight was all obviously my toughest fight, but it's one of my favourite fights through yeah. a, a learning aspect and changing my lifestyle about and stuff like that. So like, I've still never watched the full fight back, but like, I'm at peace with that fight like quicker than I ever thought. But yeah, definitely, this is this will be like a more game of chess. I think when I get in here, this is one I'll need to stick to a game plan. Yeah. Um, to beat this guy and obviously work outwork them which will be hard um, but as I say it's like we can I know I can beat this guy everybody everybody's beatable and um, he's only a man at the end of the day and just because he was a former champion like I, I've seen some of his fights that I thought he'd lost quite clearly mm -hmm. and he's been given the win he won the title through like a freak injury to the calf even though he done the kick yeah but so he's only had 10 fights as well so I've had 20 so We'll see, we'll see how. I think with that one, when you're talking about the when he won the title, I think that one, it was a nerve injury, but a lot of some referees would have let that go on because it sometimes come back when yeah, they're damaged yeah. for a low kick. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, he did win the title yeah. and he, he done the damage that ended the fight. Um, Plus, he's went the second round, I know he got beat up, the second fight, I know he got beat up a bit, but he still went five rounds with Chandler, mm -hmm. which is which yeah. is says a lot because that guy's definitely cheating, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. Um, don't go into that. Nah, you've you've sort of made your feelings known in what uh, you think of uh, <laughs> you think of some guys. Uh, so so a lot of guys you're seeing. I guess go alien blood man. If that guy had to uh, piss into a test tube, man, it would just melt the, the test tube and the flare and the flare under it. I think. So he doesn't pass the Chris Bungard eye test. No, he does not. No. So the other thing, obviously, we have spoken about the short notice of the fight. What, what's that been like for you with such a big fight, having having to contend things into a short short period of time? Right, Jackie boy. This <laughs> is my teammate, Jack. Yeah. Um, I thought it would just be like, right, come back for parts of Tunisia. Like, there no, it was like Baghdad. No, got to lie, it was the dodgiest place I've ever been in in my life. So drove seven hours south of Tunisia, where they didn't didn't have nothing. There were no roads. I've been to some dodgy places in my time. Like walked the streets like Compton and Sao Paulo, Bangkok. Hollytown. Yeah, drove home for shots. Uh, Rather <laughs> night, man. It's like fucking 10 foot of snow, man. It's like the, the land before different, time. Different, different world. But Tunisia, um, wow, man, that was an eye opener. So I, I couldn't even train when I found it in the news. Couldn't even train there, couldn't even hit a road. Then I went to Poland for a couple of days, so I was kind of a, on a treadmill, I was limited. And then the time I got home, I'm like, right, balls to the ball, we're hitting train hard. Had a few wee niggles. Then I ended up having food poisoning for a couple of days. Now we're back in track, we're smashing it. So I thought it would have been a, a lot, just a, three weeks of hard work, two and a half weeks of hard work. But uh, I had some bumps in the road. Yeah. But I'm still here, I'm, we're still going to fight, we're still going to make a weight and put on a show. 
it's a Scottish thing, isn't it? Nothing goes smooth. Oh, aye. It we'll wouldn't be a Scottish show without a few speed bumps, would it? Aye, well, that, that's it. It's, you're up against it. And you spoke about the new Bellator, uh, Bellator contract as well. How nice is that for you for them to come out and give you the new contract? Because I mean that's a sign of faith to them that they like you and they want to build you. And you it was because I still had one fight left. Yeah. So they were obviously like the, the day with the football players wrapping them up a bit early. You know what I mean? So yeah. and it was a great contract. So they wrapped up my last fight, went right into this one. Even this this fight they've looked after me a bit yeah. a, a bit more just because of the, the nature of the filling in at the last moment and like saving the card a wee bit. So yeah, well, I love it. I love. Been in Bellator, um, can't thank Jude Sammy enough, Scott Coker, for giving me the chance, especially for fighting a year. Like mm-hmm. they keep me active, and I think they know that the fan I've got a fan base out there, fan yeah. base out there, and and when I when I fight in London, Newcastle, anywhere, like when I walk out, like, you can hear the receptions. I'm getting they're not all Scottish, you know what I mean? So it is getting weirder. It is getting weirder that the mere people like me. Because well, I still think I'm a bit of a cunt, but <laughs> maybe they like cunts. But I think that's the other thing. Sometimes when, uh, say, a Scottish guy or somewhere like a Welsh guy or that can send me a big promotion, they can get a wee bit lost in the promotion and you only see them maybe once yeah. a year. Is that something then that you're really happy has not happened to you because you've been so active since coming into promotion? Yeah, and I think it's because who I've fought. Yeah. I mean, like, my first fight wasn't easy. <laughs> my second fight definitely wasn't easy, lady. Brander, who's a good international opponent, good record. He'd fought Naden Armiani. And that didn't even go through him like the way I went through him, Aye. so I'm just expecting a lot tougher. But sometimes I surprise myself, mm-hmm. the shit I can pull out the bag. I think that's why people like me, because they don't know what to expect sometimes. And then obviously, fucking King Kong himself, you know what I mean? Optimus Primus, <laughs> fucking um, the former champ. So they're four, four really tough fights. Yeah. And um, I wonder how many people got offered the Primus fight. And decided against it. You know I mean? I'd like to know that. See, you, you strike me as somebody that, cause we hear a lot about fighters who are absolute killers in the gym, Aye. but when their lights go on, Aye. it's a different matter. You seem to be somebody that when their lights go on and you're under the caution a wee bit, i.e. taking you back to your Bellador debut, that's when you seem to shine. Um, would you say that's a fair, fair assessment? Aye. even switch it around, because I'm not a killer in the gym either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I take my beatings in the gym, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, ah, fucking hell, man. I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm at, what level am I at? Right. And then I can show up. So I know what, that's the case with some fighters. Um, and even the opposite, like they're amazing in the gym and they don't yeah. show up and the big lights at them. But I, because I just feel like I belong there. Like I, I go back to the pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Um, my love for pro wrestling, like walking out to a, a crowd, playing to the crowd, big arenas. I feel like that's where I belong. The top of the bill where uh-huh. people want to interview me, people want to take pictures with me. And like I feel like. I want to give something back, so I feel that's the time when I need to turn it up. Yeah, and guess the other thing is, we well, I remember obviously we've spoken this many times. First time I met you before you go on pro. See so if you look back to then, uh, you're coming for your amateur uh, record. You like to see you fought everybody, so your amateur record, uh, you were near undefeated amateur. Yeah. You took your losses at amateur, yep. and then you went into pro. And you look at what you've done since going pro, and you're just about to fight on a massive card in Dublin, headline it. It's got to be on Sky Sports. Again, we will come back to this about the time and hang it <laughs> drives me around the bend. <laughs> Could you have envisioned that back then? Never. Never in a million years. No. But it's also good to for the young guys coming through to look at maybe they've had a couple of losses in their A, their amateur career, or B, their pro career. Mm-hmm. Where how how much you can turn it round and how much you can still fight at a high level and day basically what I'm doing. So 
As for me, personally seeing it, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't even think it would ever be signed for Bellator. Obviously, we were pushing for the, the UFC at one point, when, just before I fought Fletcher, mm. and stuff like that. But even then, it's still a dream. You know what I mean, it's still yeah. a dream to fight at the highest level. And that's but, it. Um, I think, I think I've, I've made a home at Bellator, and um, I can see me being here for a long time. And I guess the questions would be then, if you're looking at UFC, now, you've got to ask yourself, would have been a... a being as active and such, so I guess the path you're on is the path yeah. you're meant to be on. Yeah, of course. Plus, it, with prize fighters, like mm. to live, to live this life and do the things I like to do, which is travel the world. You need money, and, yeah. um, and I'm getting paid good money, and probably a lot better than some of the people in the UFC. So, when you ask yourself your question: Why are you really in the sport? Aye, that, well, that's that. And the other thing is, let's talk about the the way the cards laid out. So, Bellator. Uh, doing great things but they drive me around the bend <laughs> so you will be fighting on the 22nd but because it's 240 you're headlining your your cards basically catered more to the American audience so yes. the UK fans won't see the fight to 3 o'clock so for fuck's sake please anybody watching this if you're in the arena don't tweet it out no, I mean, don't ruin it well, for everybody don't else. tweet it for James <laughs> don't, don't, I'll, I'll be sure but I uh, so you'll, you'll have fought before it comes out I think out I'm fighting about 10 o'clock or something Aye. 10 o'clock um, the Bellator way in it. Aye. Like it was hard to watch me when I was up in the prelims, mm-hmm. and now it's even harder to watch me when I'm a main event. Believe it or not, live. So, I've, aye. I feel that some. I feel their European cards. Uh, obviously, I don't like to put you in a weird spot, but mm. I feel their European cards. Let's just cater to the European audience. That's an audience that's there. Yeah. Get it on either Sky Sports Channel Five. Channel Five is yeah. probably actually even better because it's free. Aye, uh, of course. Uh, but nonetheless they're doing good things and ju- just to finish on this Chris obviously this uh, the end of last year uh, December obviously you had uh, a personal tragedy uh, unfortunately losing somebody so important to you as your, your papa yeah. um, you think about it do you think he's he's looking down seeing, seeing this opportunity you've got somewhere I it was probably he's probably still saying um are you ready? How's your weight? Are you fit enough? Are you really like the usual questions they would ask me, like mm-hmm. in the build-up to fights? But you know, if, if I really wanted to do it, you know, you knows he would back, he would back me to the hilt, uh, as he says in the documentary. So, and regardless uh, what you thought, if you knew I wanted to go for it, he would, he would always, he would always go along with me. You know what I mean? And how has that been for you in terms of just your training alone? Because obviously he was somebody you were always over there. You went there yeah. after training, and that's that's something that's not there anymore. It's obviously uh, ah, it's, it's tough. Like after a hard session in gym, it's the first place I go to. I get showered and I go to my papa's to watch the football with him or um, watch the films with him, stuff like that. And even now, like when I'm in the shower, I'm, I'm thinking right, my papa's in there, and then I'm like right. Fuck, he's not here anywhere. So it is tough that way. Um, but you know what I mean? He's still, he's still there with me, mm-hmm. really. Um, it's just weird that I can't really talk to him about it. But he would be loving how Celtic are playing the new anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I hope we're going to avoid that in this interview. I can't wait to break. I got, gave a, a small little like, hip flask game that was got like a when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wee Celtic one, basically. So really. I have to take it into the cage with me uh, after every one, one loser defeat and just toast in the cage yeah. to him. Yeah. So, so I'll fill it up, fill his favourite vodka, and then um, in Dublin I'll be, I'll be getting toasted in the cage and um, one loser draw. Brilliant. Well, 
sure everybody in Scotland and the UK will be supporting you. We obviously, <laughs> we obviously wish you the best in Thank the, the 22nd, mate. As always, it's a pleasure I to sit down and talk to you. Thanks, Thank Chris. You very much. Cheers. Cheers.